Welcome. You're listening to the DPO Download, a podcast for school districts data protection officers. I'm one of your hosts, Monica Satil. And I'm the other host, Josh Becker. Hey, Josh. Hey, Monica. How are you? I'm good. How about you? It's November. It's Thanksgiving. It's probably my favorite holiday, football, turkey. Can't get any better, right? Uh, I got to agree with you on that. So, Josh, on this episode, our guest host is Rahila Bag from Lower Hudson, Rick. And she has a conversation with Ed Maltby, the Executive Director of Information Systems from North Rockland School District. And they're going to talk about rolling out their MFA at their district. I'm looking forward to this because MFA was a big thing during October Cybersecurity Awareness Month, right? It was one of the four yeah. items to look. So yeah. I'm really interested in how the journey began for North Rockland and, and how successful it was rolling out MFA. Well, then let's get to it. My name is Rahila Bey. I work at Laura Hudson Regional Information Center, and I'm the Technology Support Specialist at DPSS. Today, we have an inside discussion lined up on a topic that has become increasingly crucial in our digital age, multi-factor authentication or MFA. We're delighted to have Ed Malpi with us. Ed is an Executive Director of Information System at North Rockland Central School District. Ed, welcome to our episode and thank you for making time and joining us today on our DPO download. Hi, how are you? Hello, everyone. Uh, yes, I'm excited to be here uh, and at least share my experience of MFA and two-step verification, at least within our Google environment. It's been a, a multi-year process, I would say, in, in getting us to where we are today. Thank you, Ed. So as our digital lives become more complex, it seems like necessary that we need to be more practical. So let's develop a little bit more on MFA. How did you go about implementing MFA at your district? For me, I think one of the the number one important things that director of technology uh, or whoever's in charge of the the cybersecurity within the district, you need to have the ear of your your superiors, the superintendent, your assistant superintendents, Mm -hmm. uh, and let them know that this is important. Uh, And I think in our region, and at least in the Lyric area, Lower Hudson Valley, we've done a really, really good job with that. And and I think it's a consistent message across all districts. But it really starts there because without their support, there's going to be obstacles, right? There's going to be roadblocks that you're going to hit as you roll this out to your staff and they need to understand why you're doing it. It's really a culture change, right? You got to make sure that everyone is on board. Without a doubt, the superiors in your district are not going to want a cyber attack and they need to understand that one of the main ways, right? 95% of cyber attacks are going to start at least at the email level of someone clicking on a link or being in someone's account without them even knowing. Really to put up that first barrier has to be that that MFA of the two-step verification. And as long as you get them on board uh, and then you start really planning out what you want to do. For me personally in North Rockland, uh, any big rollouts that I, I have, mm-hmm. I like to introduce the idea to the staff first. I'm not a fan of just rolling out something unless it was like dire need to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, in all regards with two-step verification and, and MFA, it, it was really for me, it was like a year-long process of introducing the idea to staff, have your early adopters, and then forcing it onto everyone. You know what? I totally agree with you. You need to have all the superior on the board. Without that, you know, it's it's a heavy lift, right? You can't do it without their approval. So, I, and I guess you're a lucky one. You you got everyone on the board to do this. So, were there any challenges? Did you face anything? Because when I speak to some other district, they're saying it's like a union issue. They can't really start implementation because that's the roadblock they've been hitting. Did you have any other challenges before you started this process? 
Uh, absolutely. And I hear those same conversations that you do in our user groups that we have. Uh, last year, myself and John Sabalos, we presented at the state conference. Right. That was like the number one concern of it. How, how are you dealing with bargaining units or, or teachers, you know, dealing with like, you know, possibly having to use their cell phone to, mm -hmm. to MFA into, into a system? And, and I think that's where sort of like you got to build that culture. Right. Um, of the importance of it. For here in North Rockland, uh, with the collective bargaining units, there's nothing really black and white in the teacher's contracts or the support staff contracts is that we can't do so, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with Google, there are probably, I don't know, maybe at least 10 or eight to 10 different ways that you can authenticate into the account. Okay. Um, for me personally, uh, I have a very good relationship with the teachers, uh, the NRTA, our teachers association and their president uh -huh. uh, and their vice president. Um, I, at one time, I was a classroom teacher and I was a part of like their executive board as well. And, and those conversations happened early. Like, hey, this is the importance of it. This is why I need your support. This is what my plan is going to be rolling it out. And they understood the importance of it. Right. Right. Um, the messages that we give our staff, I've had the opportunity to get in front of the entire faculties and say, hey, these are cyber attacks going on across the country. We are a top target. And this is the number one way to stop this from happening. So they understand where I'm coming from and the importance of it. So was it a roadblock? I think I just had to basically persuade and, and state my right. case. As we rolled it out, did I have you know some pushback? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but at least in, in regards to the two-step verification in the Google environment, there are so many different ways that you can get into your account. Some are more right. convenient and some right. are very inconvenient. And I left that up to the user. Which authentication factors are being used? When we began rolling this out, it was the first day of school or the first day of professional development last year in, in 2022. Okay. Uh, I had the opportunity to get in front of our K-12 staff, which is roughly 700 teachers and, and support staff. Mm -hmm. And I went over cybersecurity with them. I went over phishing emails. I went right. over password security. And then I, I introduced the idea to them that we're going to be rolling out two-step verification at mm -hmm. some point in the school year. Right. Uh, and I told them most likely in the spring. As the year progressed, we, we decided with my Google admin, Craig Banton, who is probably one of the best in the business, mm -hmm. uh, we decided to pick a date. And I wanted to roll out, force the, the two-step verification at a low, low, I guess, not a high stakes time. So I believe not during like state assessments, not during regences. So right. Um, we decided to, we picked the date, I think it was June 6th. Oh, so um, you did so it towards we, like end of the school yeah, year? Yeah, towards the end of the school year. Okay. A lot of elementary schools are doing celebrations and, right. and it was like a week before regions started. So I felt that it was a really good time to, to do that. And we, we basically set it up and we learned this the hard way. We set up in the Google Admin Council, like the, the deadline, like June 6th, we're going to turn this on. And unbeknownst to us, the Google Admin Council actually sends an email out to all the users mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be affected by this. So, you know, oh. I woke up on a Monday morning, the email <laughs> went out to the entire staff, right? And it, which was a good thing. I got bombarded by dozens and dozens. Is this a phishing email? Right. Uh, which oh, is great. Yeah. They're alert, right? They're thinking yeah. before they click and all that right. kind of stuff. But I had just had to let them know, like, hey, this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to be the enforcement date is going to be June 6th. And and basically from that April date throughout May, we had over 800 staff members because you can watch, you can check in the Google Admin Council how many people have turned it on. You know, we, we had almost 600, 700 people. Like I look at it being early adopters. Wow. They, they were in. So then I was like, OK, I have like 50 percent more to go which was great. And you could right. hear some of the belly aching of like, and people that wanted to do it, but there were issues that they were having in, in, in doing so. 
Mm -hmm. uh, those questions of, you know, you have people that are, they're like conspiracy theorists and they think right. that they're giving their cell phone number to Google and Google's going to go ahead and do something with that. So right. there's some one-on-one -on -one conversations to have with people. You have individuals in your district that still have a flip phone. So those are definitely going to be some things that are going to pop up. The way in reflecting and how we did that, it gave mm -hmm. us like a month and a half to really work through those issues. Right. And on top of that, Google had some issues on their end that, oh. you know, it, that we didn't have the full enforcement. It allowed us to, to work with those individuals and see if there was a fix for something. I think it was a great idea. The fact you started towards the end of the school year, like, you know, you're done with exams, you're done with everything. So uh, marking periods are done. So that's a good time to introduce something new. So you said about 50% of the staff actually didn't have any issue. They accepted it. They wanted to move forward with MFA. And the rest of the remaining, when did you push out to the rest of the remaining staff? So we enforced the full two-step right on June 6th. They mm -hmm. didn't have a choice. And let's say the teaching staff, right? We'll break it into different categories, right? Okay. You're going to have uh, like 95% of our teaching staff, maybe higher, 98% of our teaching staff had no problem. Go ahead. And they, right. and they turned it on. You're going to have that 2% that they don't want their cell phone used whatsoever in right. in this. So we would go to them and say, okay, you can use a direct line office phone, but please understand that you need to be by this phone or... You're going to have to have your Google backup codes with you in order to get to get into your account. Right. You're going to have to keep though. You have to keep track of those backup Something, codes. Right. When you yeah. use all ten. You got to print out another ten. And with that, you, I think you'd only have like five people use an office phone. If the sixth person tries to use that same office phone, right. they're going to have to find something different. Ah, um, hmm, interesting. So, so for us, it was sort of like trying to sell. Like, look at the convenience you have. Um, right. And it's not perfect, right? And I think. Yeah. A lot of schools have the same problem, right? We, mm -hmm. we yep. schools are giant concrete boxes, right? Um, that are not friendly to to cellular data, and depending on to what kind of cell towers you have around you, and if you're going to utilize cell phones as your main tool, you sort of got to be aware of that. And so, for like me, I my own personal phone, right? I have Verizon, mm -hmm. right? Um, and Verizon seems to really work well in my districts. There's some spots in buildings where it does not work well. So if I'm only using my phone, let's say I'm doing the push notifications through Gmail, or if I'm going to do the SMS text numbers, that may pose a problem. Right. Um, but Google also has the Authenticator app, which doesn't cost any money for the user, doesn't require any cellular data. And basically with the, with the app itself, it just regenerates you know, a number every 30 seconds. And I, mm -hmm. and I know out there, the Microsoft uh, office, they also have a version of that as well. And now that we're in it for a month and a week, and if I hear a teacher that, that they had that problem with cellular data, it's like, oh, how about you try the app? And it doesn't cost you anything. And I said, it's the most convenient way to do this. And if they still balk the app to my personal phone, then I, I just leave it as, well, there's a number of different ways you can skin this cat. Like right. it's up to you now uh, yep. is how I kind of treat it. Well, you know, it's the phone versus the app. So which one is more com convenient for them? The, the other big issue that we have, and we're still working through this, is a lot of the support staff, not my power users of technology, right? You have your maintenance right. garages, you have your groundskeepers, yep. mm -hmm. uh, you have like your, your monitors, your lunch personnel. Right. I mean, these are all people that they may only go on their email once every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And in, at least in North Rockland, a large portion of our, our lunch staff, there's a, a language barrier. There's also a technology gap. So you may have a, a person that they, they have their cell phone, they use it, but they, they rely on another family member 
to, to really understand yeah. on how to use that device. So for us, like it's one thing we're still struggling with. We have a lot of conversations with relatives of, of that person and we're going through the steps with them as well, just so they can get into their, their Gmail app on their phone if they're using that or logging onto a computer. What's hard is, is that you want to get them PD for it, but they're in our buildings just for a certain amount of time. Right, um, so and then it turns into like more of a budget issue. It's like, all right, well, if I need to train them, then the district has to pay them for that additional hour. Right. And that's where some of the collective bargaining CSEA kind of stuff becomes a little bit of, of an issue. But that, that's something that we're working through. We, you know, one person at a time, you know, they'll come to central office. We'll do it over the phone uh, just to help them get set up with their with their two step. Let's talk about maintenance and support, Ed. Uh, how is it going when it comes to the maintenance on uh, MFA system management? So uh, we're, we're roughly, what, a, a month and a week into the school year. I, I won't lie to you. The last bit of August there, I was kind of nervous. that, like, you know, am I going to be a screeching halt coming mm-hmm. into the school year, right? Because the one negative side of doing or turning something on the end of the school year is the fact that will they remember to do that when they start up the school year? So that was definitely one concern that I had. Okay. And uh, people did have issues. Um, mm-hmm. They would you know, call my staff in regards to maybe they didn't set it up and, and they, they needed to get it created. I do highly encourage that when you do turn something like this on, is just walk around your buildings to get a sense of, of what it's like. Because I had that situation, right? I walked around mm-hmm. and this was early on in like June. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, teachers are walking out of their classrooms. And I'm like, why are you walking out of your classroom? And I was like, oh, I had to you know, multi-factor into the account. And they didn't have any cell service in their room. God, I got to address this, um, right? Without yeah, more information. Of course. But right now, maintenance-wise, I, I think we're in good shape. We are in, in, in full effect in the district. I would say once in a while, an account will pop up. A lot of times, it's majority is like our staff that's not in uh, or uses technology very often in the district. And we help out that individual. Uh, my staff will do that and just helping them to, to get set up. And, and these are the processes that you can do it. We share, this is our opinion, the best way of doing it. If they have reservations with that or they personal opinions on their relationship with technology and they want to do it a different way, we'll, we'll help them do it that way. But overall, it's been pretty good. So they have a lot of support, basically. Yes, we, yeah. we, we try to provide as much as we possibly right. can. So that's probably very helpful to them too. So they know they can rely on you and your team. Yes. So just one more question. I want to talk about the policy and in compliance. So how does MFA align with the security policy and in compliance standards? One thing that I love right now is that my next audit, and when they ask me the question, do, do you have MFA? Mm-hmm. Do you have two-step verification or where, however they want to phrase it? I'm going to be able to be like, yeah, I'm turned on. Now that I have it on, uh, I can now at least approach the question now with my business office of like, hey, you know, we want to increase our cyber insurance. Then mm-hmm. Let's start to shop around beforehand. Right. You can't even do that, which is definitely great. And, and our ultimate goal is, and I think all of us are trying to do this throughout New York State and with Ball 2D and, and the NIST cybersecurity framework, we're trying to get through that that list, that checkoff list, making ourselves more secure. It could be very daunting. Yes. Um, and it's 108 subcategories. And, 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 yep. and overall, it's, it's if you look at it that way, it's like it's never going to be done. I like I the idea that we, we take in the lower Hudson Valley that, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. It, it's a work towards compliance. It's always going to change. And I think it's just one piece of it, something that will allow you to become safer as a district and, and keep your districts running on a regular basis. And I, and I do think there's going to be more challenges moving forward. Right now, we're just talking about staff. Are we going to get right. to a point where students have to two-step into something? Yeah. We don't, we don't know that yet. 
Or is it going to be every platform? Is there going to be something else out there? The, the question of biometrics, which, you know, is always a topic. What would be okay? The implication of using biometrics and now districts are holding on to now biometric data if it was allowed. Because if you think about it, you take a kindergartner, could a cyber attack or, or could a an individual use that account in order to get into your system? I'm sure there's a way to do it, right? We will yeah. do role base that, that kindergarten probably has the least amount of access in your systems. Right. But that's why, you know, we should be continuing doing penetration tests. Whoever's doing your audit, make sure they're doing the most up-to-date kind of attacks on you. Because th those are questions that are going to move forward. What are you going to do with your students? And, and I think like so for like North Rockland, you know, we, we still provision an AD account for all kids and also Google accounts. Like, is that going to sort of go away? Do we only provision the AD accounts that we really need? that the students are using within the district. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some adjustments that I think all of us are going to start looking at and just trying to pare down what people have access to, but also where else is MFA going to spread? If it's going to right. require us to do more, then I, I think New York State overall is going to start looking at that biometric question and what is acceptable and what is not. No, but you said it very well. You know, things are evolving. It's just changing with cybersecurity and all that. It's a scary world we, we live in. Do your best to protect your students and your staff. Absolutely. And throw in the mix our, yeah. artificial intelligence. Yep. You know, we're looking at right now the worst iterations of AI. Yeah. Right. We're, yes. we're, it's only going to get better. And there's going to be a lot of positives. There's going to be a lot of negatives that are it's going to affect education with. Look at it in the cybersecurity lens. It may be used for good and it may use be for bad as well. Those are the unknowns. So like AI, it's exciting. And, and I do think it's going to have an effect on how we're going to operate within our districts in regards to cybersecurity as well. Yeah, so maybe, Ed, we can do another episode on AI later on. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, something, you know, it, it's exciting. Um, yes, it is. And, but it's also scary, you know. It, it is scary, yes. No. Uh, but I, I think it's important that districts, I think education has to embrace it and be at the forefront of it. Correct. Uh, and, and not hide from it. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Before we wrap up on today's episode, I really want to extend my heartfelt thank you to you. And this was great. I appreciate your insight on MFA. And I think it's been a very valuable chat we had here that I'm sure our listeners gain a great wealth of knowledge from your conversation. Thank you for doing this for us and thank you for implementing it. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, Josh, that was a great example of an MFA journey that wasn't picture perfect, right? And, and right. I, I like that because not every MFA rollout is going to be textbook perfect. They're all going to be like just a little bit different, little curve, little bump in the road, you know, and that's because every district is a little bit different. Yeah, and thanks to Ed again for showing us the journey through North Rockland and how they rolled it out. Ultimately, you got MFA in place, you're much safer than you were before. And it was interesting on how he overcame some of those challenges that they saw and kept the ball rolling and didn't have to take steps backwards yeah. uh, in their just journey. Just give up, we'll do it right. next year. Right, right. we'll just right. do it next year. All right, well, thanks for listening to the DPO download. And remember, no one goes at it alone. <laughs>